0: All right, now it is time for our guest segment. Oh my goodness, guys. We are going to have some legendary guests. Our first ever double guest interview, but man, it's going to be a great one.
1: Yeah, we have got the legendary legendary. William Daniels. Oh my goodness. And And. Bonnie Bartlett. This power couple has been acting in Hollywood. For more than six decades. Mm, and on top of that, they've been married more than six decades. Yeah. 67 years together yeah. as a married couple and in showbiz. That is alone is priceless yeah
0: i love how they just stay relevant throughout the decades like, I mean, each one
1: right they 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 just they pick these the most iconic roles i mean their roles on saint elsewhere everyone remembers and then of course mr feeney mm. grace edwards on little house on the prairie yeah. john adams i mean just so many iconic roles you can pick and choose kit we're gonna be talking to kit today how right. like freaking awesome <laughs> is that I mean just I can't wait to call him so let's just call him let's get this going let's do it hello hello is this Bonnie this is Bonnie hi how are you
2: I'm fine you're Dustin like Dustin Hoffman yes yes
1: yes. (laughs) and I'm joined by Logan today yes Dustin Logan and this is Bill good afternoon (laughs) good afternoon how are you I'm fine thank you first of all we would like very much to just say thank you for joining us today and, and doing the interview with us we're honored to have you both on huge fans of both of your work for many many years and it's just we're really excited to be able to have the opportunity to talk to you guys today let me just say first too, also that the response that we got when we said we were having you guys on was just overwhelming um everybody from little little house on the prairie fans to boy meets world fans to kit to the saint elsewhere it was just all over the map and and so you you guys have a huge fan base
3: that's
1: lovely oh that's great well i'll say hello to all of them Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And let me first we want to we want to bring this right up cuz I think the uh, just this in itself is an amazing accomplishment and we want to say congratulations and we just think it's a wonderful thing. 67 years of marriage. Yeah. That's an accomplishment for a couple period, but a couple in show business for 67 years that uh, that that's incredible congratulations on that
2: well thank you
1: thank you oh yeah of so, course. so we've got to ask what's the secret how do you survive 67 years of marriage and 67 years of marriage in show business well uh,
3: my uh, answer to that remains the same mutual respect for each other for uh, their space and for their accomplishments and there's never been between us any jealousy or anything like that if if we're working we're very happy or if each one individually is working that's that's lovely too but but Basically, it's a mutual respect.
2: That can happen in, in almost any marriage, Bill. But mm-hmm. uh, I think the, the thing about show business is it's a tough bag. It's a, it's a very tough bag to begin with, all by yourself. And then it's very hard to manipulate between family and work and between man and woman and uh, you're constantly separated, and you're constantly uh, stimulated by other people. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, right. it's uh, a little more than in most marriages. You have to, you have to kind of work around it. It's hard. It's
1: hard. Absolutely, and i I, I love the I love the the point of um, Bill when you said if you're if one is working and one isn't because i feel like that's a lot of the problem in maybe the the newer marriages in today's hollywood where one might take off and become really successful and the other is resentful of maybe their success especially when they're both uh-huh. in the industry Definitely. and that
2: I, could happen i think what happens in a lot of marriages they start out the same but then, say the man takes off. Well, mm-hmm. often the woman will say, okay, you, you take it, I'll stay home, I'll take care of the kids, I'll do that, you mm-hmm. take it. Right. And that that's thats the hard part to manipulate. And then she doesn't, or it could be he, doesn't uh, pursue a career. Or maybe she pursues something else. But uh, for both people to be actors, um, it, it's a little bit difficult. It's, it's like you have to be able to not always put you see actors always put themselves first and you have to not do that right in a marriage you just can't do that all the time so you know you have to i mean i i did 10 years when i just almost 10 years when i basically just took care of the kids and stuff and then he's had times when right now for instance i just came back from a job in albuquerque And Bill stayed home, and we didn't like that. I mean, we don't like that when I have to do that, but I'm still... Able
1: to work a little, and, uh, you know, you know, I, I
2: like to do it. Right. Uh, but right. He, he, he doesn't
3: object. Yeah. No, I don't.
1: One of the things that both Logan and I, lo- like, really were very appreciative of when we, when we were do- doing the research and getting ready for that, you guys are just the actors. It's not about the fame. It's not about the, the star. Yeah. It's not about... You, it's the craft. Yeah, and they really guys-
0: appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Well, we have never wanted... To, we always started out... We just wanted to make enough money to be able to live and have kids, then we, we, we're not star people. We were not people... We were interested in working.
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: But we, we have avoided all of that as much as possible. And Bill de- very definitely left New York because of that. He didn't like that.
1: Bill, you did a lot of uh, theater um, and film and television. If you had to choose,
0: which would you prefer? Film, television, or theater?
3: Oh, I prefer theater for the simple reason that you get an audience there seated and you can feel their reactions you can see what joke is working what isn't working you can tell when they're absolutely quiet and you can hear a pin drop that they you have their full attention and you there's a sense of of power uh that you get that you have them in your hands uh, they're listening to every single thing. And uh, it's a wonderful feeling. Uh, you know when something's not working, uh, and you can try something else, you know, if the rustling keeps on. Uh, but uh, I, I prefer it really to any other form of, of production.
1: Absolutely, but it
2: takes a great deal of energy, and it takes you know, yeah,
1: a, a week
3: is not easy to do.
1: <laughs> I bet, I bet not. Well, let's talk a little bit about how you got started. I, I won't say, but reading the book and, and knowing your backstory a little bit, kind of forced into the industry, correct?
3: Well, uh, we were put into the industry, my sisters and I, by an ambitious mother,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, uh, we all loved her. I mean, there was no problem there, but she's the one that, uh, you know, that placed us in the industry and saw that we got a good start in it. And uh, for that, I'm always grateful for her. Uh, I, there was a time when I resented it when I was young, but I realized after a while that, you know, I really belong in this business. I'm pretty good at it. So uh, I I now look at her with admiration that she, uh, she was able to... Uh, uh, place me and my sisters.
2: But Billy, you backyard. were angry for a long
3: time. Oh, sure, I was.
2: You were
3: yeah. angry. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And he don't. You know, when they turn on a commercial and the kids are all performing like that, that, like that, like that, he says, oh, <laughs> "Turn it off. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> he can't stand. He cannot stand yeah. to watch kids perform on television." That's oh what
1: wow! We did. <laughs> <laughs> dance. Yeah, we well, had yeah, a song and dance guy, right? So, I, but that was dur- yeah. it. Was during a difficult time, right? That during the depression.
3: Yes, it was during the depression, yeah. But, uh, you know, in those those days, in the 30s, you know, uh, kids uh, became very popular as entertainers because you didn't have to pay them. And uh, we never really got paid for most of what we did on the Horn and home of children's hour or things like that. But uh, as my mother always says, it's good experience. It's good experience. That's right. (laughs) Well, that that goes goes back to...
0: That goes for it nowadays, too. I mean, just to get on set for the experience is amazing.
2: Yeah, of course, of course, of course. When you're young and starting out, absolutely.
1: We kind of get a lot of people that feel like they're they're above that. Like, there's a lot of people going out to Hollywood who think they're already stars and aren't willing to just right. get on bad. a set. It's too bad. Yeah, yeah. it is. It too really bad. They, is. Don't,
2: they don't realize that, uh, you know, hey, good luck to them. I hope i'm always happy when somebody's successful that makes me happy but that they don't in any way train in any way whether it's on stage or where or, or a class or something i don't care how they train but they you got to
1: learn absolutely you know you're not
2: just suddenly
1: there yeah that's, that's correct and Definitely. Now, that's a great transition so you both trained with uh, a rather legendary coach lee strasberg right. and, and in my correct i heard that there was actually a point when you were studying with strasberg that you also were going to therapy is that right yes yeah, yes, so
2: Very definitely. Wow. I've had a lot of therapy, <laughs> and I had a lot of Strasburgs. So I had both of them.
3: <laughs>
1: so I, I have to ask you both. Obviously, a lot of legendary names that came through with Strasburg and everything. Uh, the one I'm most interested in, I just have to have. Did you ever run into or have you know come Marilyn Monroe, and what was that like? If so,
2: well, yes, we did. I mean, she 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 came into Lee's private class the second time I was there yeah anyway she I was his secretary and I had to book all the scenes and I would take the new people and she was one of the new people and uh and we saw a lot of her you're talking
3: about
2: Marilyn Monroe Monroe. we saw a lot of her at the Strasbourg. Marilyn was yeah she was a terrific girl she was a nice girl she wasn't at all like the Marilyn Monroe
1: (laughs) yeah that that, that's what (laughs) I've heard she created
2: no that she created that that was not her
1: that's that's fantastic I mean just the experience she just created
2: that character we yeah. saw a lot of wonderful people to Strasbourg. One of my favorite things was in the kitchen with Richard Burton.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: He told the best stories and had the best voice, and was you know he was sober because it's the morning, right? <laughs> We're in the kitchen, so he's sober, and he. It was just a wonderful morning of of him talking in this gorgeous voice and these funny stories talking about the welsh mines because he was from wales and his family were all miners Hmm. and he told all these wonderful stories and all these wonderful accents and what a what a treat that was that was one of my favorite experiences there
1: and uh, so so bill you i love your story when when you talk about Strasbourg as well about how you went in there and you were the song and dance guy and you were going to do making whoopee and 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 you and you kind of put on this big show and he was having no part of it right (laughs) that's
3: right no, he really, he really took me down a peg, <laughs> a rather big peg, because uh, I, I didn't do the exercise that I got up to do uh, that he want wanted from us students to sing a song and stand still and and not try to act it or or present it or anything, and it was meant to really kind of. To get you into your, into yourself, your real self, on the stage. And, of course, I didn't do any of that. I saw, sat on the edge of the stage and sang "Making Whoopee.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Lee was terrible to Bill. Oh. oh, God, he would say, you know something? I don't know who you are. I wouldn't know what to do with you. (laughs) Boy, he took me down a peg. Uh,
1: You know, though, I I love the fact that that you were able to take the critique and take the criticism and really just redirect your approach as an actor and how you approach the craft.
3: Well, actually, that's what I did. Uh, I never think of it that way, but that's exactly what I did. I dropped all that nonsense and and, and started to take uh, the class seriously and what Lee was talking about. Uh, Seriously. And it changed my whole persona, you might say, uh, on stage. It just changed it, period. And,
2: And you know, you don't ever lose, as Lee would say, you'll you'll always have your sense of comedy. That'll be there. Mm -hmm. And you'll always have all of the technical things that you do so well. That will always be there. I just want you to go deeper. I just want you to... Mm -hmm. Put yourself in there too.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's what I think. He was, he was very, very into don't be the character, be yourself to the character, correct? Well, like,
2: be, be yourself first. Right. Just don't go in, you know. But other people, there are people that go the other way, like uh, Laurence Olivier, mm-hmm. who would start from the outside and go in. Some of them were great actors, mm-hmm. and that's a wonderful way too if it works for you. Right. If that some of the English actors are a guy like John Gilgood, when he started out was just as phony as he could be in the voice and everything. By the end of his career, he was practically on film. He was practically a method actor because mm-hmm. he so much of himself. He just let himself be. Mm-hmm. He let himself be, and Absolutely. he was he was great mm-hmm. in that way too.
1: I would imagine that, that because you guys have worked together on, on a, a numerous occasions, I would imagine that that type of approach with, with bringing a lot of yourself into the roles and into the characters, has, has that made it, do you find, more easy when you work together? I just thought the chemistry on St. Elsewhere was absolutely phenomenal as Dr. Craig and, and Ellen. I think that you guys were about as believable a, a married couple on television that I've ever seen, and I have to believe that that's because there was so much of you guys in those characters.
2: That's true. It's true. Absolutely well, true. Thank you for
3: saying that. And
1: it was so easy. <laughs> oh, you you're, you're yeah. very welcome. And, and like I said, it it showed. I just thought it was wonderful that, that the the storylines and the writing on that show and the way you guys approached the storylines, you could just tell there was pieces of you in there that things that you had dealt with, things that you have gone through and you were bringing personal experience to the characters and I just think it was amazing. Yeah,
3: well, thank you. Uh, but that's what happened uh, with us. Uh, it came uh, after a while very naturally to uh, to uh, work that way. Uh, you really should, when you, uh, even if you have a character that is not far, that is far from you, and you happen to look like it or get cast in it for whatever reason, you have to look to yourself to find in yourself what you can use in that character. So there's not completely phony or, you know, put on. Uh, There's some of you in every character that you play. Plus whatever the character otherwise needs, you know. Uh, But there's always a basis of real in it. That you bring to it.
2: Some, some. One of the good examples that we have right here in this country is, as a matter of fact, is Dustin Hoffman. Now he's played some really weird characters. You're right. And I don't know that Duffy really knows how he works. Maybe he does. He's never talked about it much, but he just automatically does. But he goes into very weird characters. Now he's able to do that. Yeah. And and that's. Wonderful. That's called
3: talent. <laughs> yeah, that's called talent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, now, was the first
3: time He's that
2: you guys one of our greatest, I think, uh, character film
1: actors. I, my parents thought so. That's why I got my name. But <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, was th- was the first time that you guys met him and actually and actually worked with him uh, on the Graduate. Uh, is that when it first when you guys first uh, became acquainted with him? That's
3: uh, that's right. It was the Graduate, uh, and uh, he was this. Uh, actor off Broadway that nobody knew, but Mike Nichols had seen him work off Broadway, and against the objections of Paramount, who wanted uh, who wanted Mike to use a big star like Robert Redford, he said, "No, I want this kid." And he had he was a strong he was in such a strong position that they had to go along with him because they wanted him very much to direct this, this play, that, uh, this script that had kicked around for a while. Right. And when he took it, then it was green-lighted, and then it became, oh, my God, well, we didn't know it at the time.
2: Well, he also got Buck Henry involved in
3: that. <laughs> yes, he got Buck involved in, in writing it, and... Uh, it you know it turned out very well it's amazing nobody expected it to be an iconic movie yeah. like that i mean nobody no
1: nobody no, expected <laughs> that.
3: certainly we didn't respect, expect it as we did it i mean uh, it was nice and uh, and mike was easy to work for and uh, you see mike knew uh, he, he cast people that he knew could play that part he knew that being an actor himself he knew their qualities as a human being and he knew he'd, they would bring those qualities to the parts rather than superimpose them artificial something or other on themselves and try to act that out.
1: I love how humble you both are about all of your projects. And The, the Graduate, yeah, it was very good. I, I mean, it's iconic. It's got to be one of the best films of all time. So I, lo- I love the humility that you both have. Um, but, yeah, it's an outstanding project. I think project.
2: in this business, in this business, you better be humble.
1: Uh, I agree. You
2: better be humble. Because it's a killer business and, uh, you better be humble, you know, go in each time and do your best because, uh um... you never know what's
1: going to happen. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about the, the the personal life a little bit, about how you guys met in college, and because I heard a couple of fun stories that we definitely want to talk about before we get into all the iconic roles that you guys have had. But um, you guys, you went to college together, right? Northwestern, right? Right. And I heard a little story that maybe um, Bill got a little frisky with you down in the basement while he was trying to help you with your singing. Is that right?
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Bill, Bill was not fast. And that was great. That was perfect. And but in the yeah, he was showing me how to sing and the diaphragm and so forth. And he suddenly kissed me, and I kind of fell apart. I fell (laughs) apart. I'd never had that felt like that before. And we got called into the dean's office. (laughs) The dean of women called me in and said, "Oh, Bonnie, but you we understand you were down in the basement with this Broadway actor, and he's." are you sure he's in bad influence on you and so forth and maybe i should call your parents and oh all this stuff and i just said Thank you very much. And left.
1: <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious! Uh, I mean,
2: it was so funny. Okay, so you Bill, know, the way things change. When you think of what the way things change is so wonderful. That the way things to be called in by the dean of women. Right. And told that you were nicking
1: or making <laughs> out with
2: a boy, and we better call your parents. How funny is that today?
1: It, it really is. It's so charming. It is, it is so funny. <laughs> it really and so, Bill. From what I understand, um, Bonnie thought you might be a little too short at one point when you <laughs> asked her out. But you like yeah, you yeah, went yeah, for it yeah, anyway, yeah. right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, she had this uh, primitive uh, Moline notion that she shouldn't go out with a boy who isn't taller than she. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, I came in exactly the same height as her. But she said no to me at first, and she said you're too short. But that was the end of that. I said, "Come on, let's have
1: a cup of coffee." There and you go. There you go. You know, as a fellow five foot seven guy, I'm. I applaud you, sir. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we got. We got. We, we got to stick to our guns there, right? That's right. <laughs> well, That's Bill,
2: Bill was very sure of himself, so he, you know it didn't bother him. somebody else. It could have really destroyed. But, Absolutely, uh, he was so sure of himself. And the only thing he's ever—he's never been unhappy. The only thing he always said is, "If I were taller, I'd be a leading man." <laughs> and I guess that's true. I don't know. I, don't, I if think if he I, wanted to be a leading man.
1: Yeah, I think I think he's done pretty well, though. I, I, I do too.
2: Yeah, I do too.
1: So um, okay, let's start. Let's get into it because uh, Logan and I are just you know obviously we're from different generations. I, I'm a little bit older than Logan, so we've kind of got your your guys' whole career span covered here, I think. Um, but the iconic roles that you guys have had, uh, Bonnie. I have to tell you, when my mother and my sister found out, I was a big fan of uh, Little House on the Prairie. But when my mother and my sister found out we were talking to you, they just lost it. They were extremely uh. excited. <laughs> Uh, they're like Grace? Are you kidding, Mrs. Edwards? And I'm like, yes, that's that. That's right. Um, uh, oh, that and even such,
2: when w- that was a lovely show. A oh, lovely it was show fantastic. To work on and a lovely par- I love parts like that. I kind of play my aunts and my you know relatives that have talked to me about the past. And, oh, mm-hmm. I love it. Put a long skirt on and put my hair up. I'm in heaven.
1: <laughs> well, and Mr. Edwards was such just a, a oh, kooky yeah, character, fun, you know, fun, that fun. Victor French brought. What was uh, that like fun. working with Victor?
2: Oh, he's just fun. He and Michael were just fun all the time. With me anyway. They just teased me and and I you know, they liked me, I liked them. I sometimes had something to say about a scene, and not often, but sometimes, and they'd listen and say, okay, you're right.
1: Fantas- and well, and you've had a couple instances like that if, uh, on um, twins. twins, right? Like, you had a lot to do with the character development of that character. Like there was- I did,
2: but that's because Ivan Reitman allowed me to. It, I mean, another director might not have done that, but Ivan, I didn't like the part. I didn't like the script and I didn't understand what anything about, I didn't get it, you know, I didn't get it with the reading. And I, I just thought, I just didn't think it was very good. And so I quit and then he called me in and said, well, actually my agent made me go and she talked to him. And he said, what's the matter? I said, well, I'll tell you what. He said, well, what, what's wrong with the, ca-? I said, well, look, you don't have this, you don't have that, she doesn't do this. She, you, you, she's not there. You haven't. She's not written. She's nothing. And he said, uh, and I went through each scene and said, see here, here. here. And he said, well. I can't make you do this part, but I'll tell you what—I'm going to use everything you've told me. To say. Well, <laughs> and then, of course.
1: Yeah, then of oh, course you got to do it. Turn
2: that down, right? <laughs> but so, only because Ivan let me do it. I mean, a lot of directors would never do that.
1: No, but I—I I applaud the courage that you had to go to him and say, "Hey, look, this just isn't right. This is no good. And I, and if I'm going to do it, I want to do this. And I mean, because a lot of actors won't do that. You know, they'll—they'll they'll just go with the role even though they know it's not right or it's not working, and and they're I too can't scared. Do that. Yeah, I think it was. Both of y'all that, you know, he was this way and you were that way. And it's fantastic.
2: Well, if I know a better way to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to (laughs) do
1: something that I know isn't right. Absolutely, absolutely. So I've already talked about Saint Elsewhere a little bit, and I was a huge fan of the show and everything. But so now we're gonna do. Logan and I are gonna get into the generations here a little bit. But um, Bill, I'm not gonna lie, huge, huge fan of Knight Rider. I, I loved the show. I liked when they did the the reboot. I, I liked the TV movie. Um, I, I just a huge fan of the show, and, and it's a great story I, that I've heard you tell before. Uh, so I hope I, we can get you to tell the listeners about. You weren't even sure it was a good idea. You know, you, you were like, you want me to do what? And so if you want to talk about that a little bit, I'd love that.
3: That's right. But a car that talks? <laughs> I thought that was pretty ridiculous. But uh, uh, they wanted me to do it, and uh, I was doing St. Elsewhere at the time. Anyway, uh, I did it, and uh, it turned out very well. I uh, The thing is that uh, I would just uh, go into a studio and record it for about 50 minutes so I'd knock off an hour show and uh, it was easy but uh, I was surprised when they put it together with uh, David Hasselhoff who when I met him at the Christmas party that's the first time I ever met him and he <laughs> said I don't know how this works with you and me uh, he said the, the script girl reads your part and uh, and I answer it the way I think I should and I said well I was doing the same thing you know I uh, I tried to make the part the way I thought you might answer me if it was excited, and I'd raise my voice a little bit if it was not. I wouldn't, and and he said it all went together, and I said yes, it did.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I was I was shocked when I first heard that that you had never actually met any of the cast or or anybody with from the show. <laughs> yeah, that that's amazing. So. I'd yeah. say it did go over pretty well, and you recently yeah. just um readdressed the role, correct didn't you didn't you record something recently for a Melissa McCarthy project? Oh,
3: that's right, yeah, well, it was a uh, voiceover it was it was very brief, really
2: it'll be released next year that film awesome.
1: <laughs> awesome that's got to be fun though to keep good to to be able to keep going back to that and having people recognize i i said it myself i'm like oh my god we're gonna be literally talking to kit right like <laughs> it's 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 just it's such an iconic you know role um, and speaking no, of iconic, a
3: story about England. We went over to England. What were we doing over in England? We were because
2: of St. Elsewhere. We were over there because of St. Elsewhere.
3: So we were at this signing, and, uh, I was seated uh, at a table and had my pen ready, and they'd come in, and, uh, I would autograph their book or their script or just a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and, uh. This, well, he was in his middle 30s, I would say. He was very polite, you know. Yeah, as I was signing it, he said, uh, Sir, may I ask, uh, uh, wh- where are you uh, in the car uh, when you do the show? And I looked up at him. I thought he was kidding. And I said, You mean, am I under the hood or in the trunk? He said, Yeah. And I thought, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And then I said, Well, no, actually, you know, uh, I go into a studio and I record it and he said oh and he kind of left kind of disappointedly
1: oh and my goodness
3: he was let down
1: yeah it, isn't it amazing though how what people think you know who don't oh, understand the industry It's
3: incredible uh, i mean where did he think i was i mean they, they filmed the car uh they filmed the whole car right uh, i wasn't in the back seat i wasn't <laughs> in the driver's uh, seat or anything no uh, so he figured I must have been in a trunk. Right. A very great movie called The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Captures
0: that. <laughs> definitely. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, no, Frank. Absolutely. Frank, his name was. Oh, God, he was funny. Bill was definitely the man behind the curtain, right, <laughs> so to say. <laughs> yes, that, that's
0: right. That's right. <laughs> All right, now to show the little age gap here, I learned so many life lessons from Mr. Feeney.
3: <laughs> you know, the name Feeney to me sounded a little like there were... Going to make a, a comic character out of this, and of course, uh, Michael Jacobs uh, assured me that, I, uh, that it was not going to happen, and it mm-hmm. didn't happen. He wrote a very respectable uh, teacher, and uh, uh, I was very glad that that worked out that way that, that he did uh, what he promised, and uh, I felt better about the show, and I felt uh, I, you know, I didn't want to make fun of a teacher, and uh, they never did. And he became kind of a uh, an iconic character, uh, and uh, I was very pleased with that. The the people that have responded to that show, yeah,
2: kind of amazing.
3: Yes.
1: It, it, it's, you,
2: it's really it's really popular culture at its highest form.
1: It, it absolutely is. And I'll tell you what's even more amazing about it. The, it spans generations. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, the, there's a 20-something a- year age difference between myself and Logan, and yet we're both huge fans of the show. Yeah. You know, uh, my daughter's a huge fan of the show. And, and I, I think it's rare that you get a project that can span so many generations and, and have the longevity that that show has had. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, I
2: a, agree. I agree. It's amazing. Very-
1: I heard a wonderful story, too, and and, uh, if we could talk about this a little bit, when you were actually filming um, in the room where John Quincy Adams died, they actually opened access to you guys and were able to fill there, and you were kind of going through, you were just coming off a surgery yourself and not feeling too well, what was that like?
3: I had appendicitis, and uh, there I was, sitting in that chair that he sat in, and uh, as a matter of fact, that he died in. Mm-hmm. That he stood up and made a, a pronouncement and just went back in his chair and died. You
2: know? <laughs> you know what he did? He got in a plane, knowing that he had appendicitis, and flew back to California because he wanted the surgeon here to do it. <laughs> and we met him at the plane and took him right to the hospital. Oh, my while. goodness. And you, that was the dumbest thing you've ever done. <laughs> but it turned out okay. But yes. you don't do
3: that. You, you don't, don't do get a, a plane five
1: hour plane fright with the, when you have with a penicillin. No, no. I can't imagine. Um, you've had the, the luxury of playing both John Adams and John Quincy Adams. And to be in that room and have access to it, it must have just been powerful, I, I would imagine.
3: Oh, it, it was. Marvelous! Uh, it really was. It, uh, you were there uh, in the old Senate room. They opened it up for us, and it had a lot to do with put you in the mood. Mm. Wow. He was a terrific man.
2: He wasn't. He didn't have a great presidency, but both we both. Learned a lot about him. Yes, and he was quite brilliant. Brilliant yes, man. Yes,
1: he was. Right. You, yeah. you, you guys um, have the, have the letters, right? You have a a, a a collection of the books and the letters and all the works of of the Adams family, right?
3: Yes. It's, yes, yep, but only after Bill played the part. Yes a lot a lot of people sent me all kinds of books and and articles and things like that. It was uh, it was incredible.
1: <laughs> the performance was incredible and i, 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 I to the credit of that I, I know in several appearances in different projects they would they would actually make reference to you know include lines of in, in I guess in homage to your performance in 1776 so I mean that that's a huge credit to your performance in the role. I agree. Both of you have been lucky enough to have these roles that just span the generations and, and are able to connect with so many people. Um, and that's a huge credit to you, I think, as people and as for your craft and your skill.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you. My goodness.
1: You're, you're, nice you're welcome.
2: Have you read Bill's book? He's written a very good book, and it's very good. Now, I'm writing a book slightly different. Bill's book is all about his career and all of the different things he's done, which have been amazing. Right. He's had an amazing career. Mine is a little more personal and it's It'll be out next year, and uh, it's a little different.
1: Fantastic. Well, I tell you what, we'll have mm-hmm. to have you back on to talk about that when it comes out. So uh, we do have uh, a lot of listeners, a huge listener base of people that are trying to get into the industry and and kind of uh, make it. So we always like to ask our guests some advice that they would give to what to do and what not to do. Maybe some things to avoid when the, for people trying to get into the industry. And I can't think of two better people who've had such an amazing career over such a long time to give advice. So. What would you guys say to, to someone trying to get into the industry nowadays, be it television or, or film or stage? What do you think are some of the pitfalls they should look out for and some of the things they should absolutely do?
3: Well, uh, I've always uh, said to that question that you what you do, if you want to be an actor, act wherever you can. I don't care if it's in somebody's living room, which I've done, or uh, uh, off-Broadway or wherever, but... Uh, you, you, you have to work. You have to get on your feet and and do it. Uh, you, you can't theorize about it. Uh, just find any opportunity. That you can to act, and uh, and that's the way you learn. And if you do are
2: lucky enough to make some money, save it.
1: <laughs> yeah, because
2: <laughs> it's not going to go on forever. You have to save it. I mean, not all of it, but you have to. My mother used to call "pay yourself first. <laughs> in other words, you take a chunk of everything you make and you put it aside. From then you pay your bills.
1: Well, I think that's wonderful advice I love that, because yeah. I think in this industry we know. Yeah, I mean, there can be significant stretches where where you go without work, and if you haven't paid yourself first, you're going to be in trouble. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's that's right. Uh, And so what do you guys have coming up? I know you have the book. You're you're working on the book, Ghani, and you just just did recently some Better Call Saul uh, episodes, correct?
2: I did. I was on the last two episodes, I think, of the third season. Oh, nice. But I just went back to Albuquerque. I just did a part in a half-hour comedy pilot for
1: Amazon. It's for Amazon. Outstanding.
0: Very unusual pilot. Don't
2: ask me what it's about. (laughs) I I think it's like people who
0: don't do anything.
2: And I play a kind of a, uh, I play a grandma, of course. But my grandson is, Really, something. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> he's out of space somewhere.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I'm definitely looking yeah. forward to seeing that. Uh, and boy, Albuquerque. I hope it sells.
2: I hope it
1: sells. Oh, uh, I'm sure it'll at least get one season on Amazon. You know th- that whole streaming thing has just opened up all kinds of opportunities. I think it has. A- yeah. And Albuquerque also, it's kind of booming now, right? So, I mean, Netflix yes, has made is. a move yes, out and there. Netflix and... just
2: bought a couple of studios.
1: Exactly. So, so always yeah. interesting. And uh, what about you, Bill? What what do you have coming? up or what do you have going on uh, not much
2: he he doesn't want to do too much, and he really doesn't.
1: He really yeah, wants no. to just well, come I, back off. I I got to tell you, I think it's well earned. Yeah, I, th- I think you've earned yeah. a little rest. Well, I, I tell you what, you guys have just been absolutely wonderful. I can't express to you how honored we are to have you both on the show and join us today. It's it's been incredible. You you much respect to you guys as both actors and your skill and your and your trade and what you do, but more so as people and your successful marriage and you as parents, and and what you do for the people that you inspire. The amount of people, I think, that you've inspired over the years and continue to inspire, uh, you know, that's that's hard to do, and I think you guys are just wonderful, and we are so honored that you came on to talk to us. Well, thank
2: goodness. You thank much.
3: you very much. Yes, thank you.
2: Oh, absolutely,
1: you. absolutely. Well, best of luck with the book. I can't wait to read it, Bonnie. And, Bill, I loved yours. It's fantastic. We're going to send everybody to make sure that everybody gets it. Yes. And, Bonnie, you'll definitely have to come back on if the Amazon thing gets picked up because we'd love to talk to you about it. Oh. that (laughs) okay (laughs) Okay, so can we send it off with bill how would you end the show as mr feeney you
3: know uh, believe work hard do
1: your best or something like that oh you know Uh, it doesn't get any better than that sir it really doesn't (laughs) (laughs) again thank you all both so much okay Uh, take care now